it going? This is Josh. And this is Ryan, and welcome to the Mighty Fish Podcast for the week of January 29th, 2017. I am Ryan, you are Josh, we have a special guest today. I am Brandon. I am here to argue against the Nerd Ragers on why Rogue One was actually a good movie. Uh, and there's the spoiler right there. We're going to talk about Rogue One. We're talking one Rogue One. Welcome back, guys, after a long hiatus. We're back and we're drunk casting. That's what's up. 2017 Season 2. Season 2. So, let's get right into it. We're talking about Rogue One today. We saw it about, what, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago, even, maybe? We saw it, what, the weekend it opened? The weekend it came out, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so three weeks ago. Just enough weeks. for it not to be foggy by this point. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, and enough time where people who are listening are fully expecting spoilers, so you've been warned. And the hype is, has died down. Yeah, this is a spoiler uh, discussion, although if you're, what spoilers really could there be? They get the, they get the plans. Yeah. yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want spoilers, then pretty much just don't see this movie. <laughs> don't, don't see Star Wars. Yeah, don't watch Star Wars. <laughs> just jump to Empire. <laughs> then, you could call it Empire Just yeah. Strikes. And then when you're watching Jedi, you're just like, what's this contraption they're building? <laughs> Holy my god. <laughs> and how are they going to blow it up? <laughs> Do they need plans to blow it up what's then? The, what, nah. What's this talk of a Death Star 2? Mm. This is nuts. That Death Star is fully operational. <laughs> it's a trap. So, um, we have had discussions among ourselves, but pretty muted. Pretty muted. This is where we're going to get into it straight up. Let's yeah. just go ahead and start with Brandon, our first special guest on the podcast. What did you think of... Rogue One, A Star Wars Story by Disney. So I thought that it was a very good movie. Okay. I thought that, like, the casual fan of Star Wars, which I would classify myself as that, yes, would very be much. very entertained by this movie. Uh, provided you know it's coming, you know the story behind it, I don't know how casual that would be in a sense. So you agree that having a passing knowledge of yeah. Star Wars is very integral to enjoying this movie? Yes. You okay. would have to have seen so A New Hope. To know. I, I'm using casual in a, in a sense that you have to know the underlying story Yes, I know that like that goes beyond casual. No, no, no. But you're not. You're not. You're. You're saying you don't need to be a Star Wars nerd. All I want to clarify is this isn't a movie for a first time viewer yeah. to come into. Yeah, like, absolutely like, not. Okay. Like you could watch this and then go watch the first. Absolutely Star Wars. not. If you if this is the first Star Wars movie you ever watched. Um, you're going to be like, oh, this is very intriguing, and then at the, the very end, you're going to be like, this makes no sense at all. So, uh, basically, you have to know the story, or else... That's true, because they just kind of drop Vader into yeah. the movie without you knowing Look, I just wanted to all. clarify that, but continue on on what your assessment of the movie is, because as the listeners know, me and Josh... Pretty, pretty experienced Star Wars fans. Exactly. Yeah. Brandon here, not so much. Yeah, I've I've seen the films. But a fan. Yes. A fan. I enjoy the movies. I've seen the films. Uh, you you have to know the story, but this is not a movie you can just jump into. If you're trying to I've heard many people talk about the particular order in which you should watch the Star Wars films. Like 
you should start with the prequels and then you should go to this and jump to that. Um, if you're going to try to use this as a jump in point to go to the, the, uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th episode, trilogy. yeah, um, not the, not the point you want to jump in at. But, uh, I mean, if you've seen the 4th, 5th, and 6th, if you've seen any of the prequels, if you've seen The Force Awakens, that's about the jumping point you need to get into it. Uh, but... Um, if you haven't seen any of those up to that, yeah, it's, probably it's, not the jumping point. You that's an interesting point. Um, you could watch, I would say like the way, what you're talking about, you could watch the first Star Wars episode, episode four, uh, A New Hope. You could watch that first and then maybe go back to this as, as an in-between. I had never... And then go into Empire and, and move on from there. Because yeah. there's, ne- a, there's a term for it, right? There's a term for like the order in which like the new generation Star Wars fans want you to watch it. In there there yeah. is, but a lot of purists like me and, me and Josh yeah. would argue that that's nonsense. <laughs> I... I don't want to get into that today. You don't want to do that? Okay. okay. I don't want to get into that today. Because um, I was just going to say that Where way... the best jumping in point is, what I want to know as a casual fan, and I think you've said enough where people understand what casual you're fans at. Casual fans take on idea. Yes. Why did you like this movie? That's what I want to know. I like this movie because I felt like it was a good action sequence. I felt like it was a good storyline. I felt like the action was good. There's a, been a couple Star Wars movies that I've saw where you don't get a lot of, and I'm going to throw out air quotes here even though you can't see them, <laughs> Star Wars, in essence. Yes. And with this movie, you definitely do. You see a lot of action. Oh, yeah, the this, attack on the planet the, is fantastic. The, 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 the scenery in this movie is exquisite. And, you know, I, I mean, for the casual fan, that's really all you could ask for. And this movie provides all of it. I can't fucking argue with you. No, on the aesthetic that point. is fantastic. With it that. is one of the best looking Star Wars movies ever made. Yeah, it's it's, it's aside. If you put aside the the muted gray, this is the darker. Yeah, tone, the the, you know, the, um, the the muted greens and blues. Yeah, and, yeah, the and, muddy and grays, colors. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I I agree with that. Actually, what what you're saying, Brandon, you can't um, argue with that. Very, very much, because uh, you get that really actually beautiful. Uh, space battle above the uh, the planet where they got the uh, where they got the plans. That was great. I loved that part. And then I also liked the uh, the look of the planet they go to with the uh, Kyber crystal. Te- uh, Jetta temple. Jetta. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I really really liked that planet a lot. Um, something about an ATAT an ATST walking down alleyways. I will. Oh, an ATST. Yes. I. I liked the oppressive look of that with the Star Destroyer just floating above the city. Just This is a city under control mm. of the Empire. And I really liked that they established that you, visually. You've never seen... <laughs> you've never seen... <clears throat> excuse me. You've never seen a, uh, a Star Destroyer in Atmo Mm-mm. like that above a city. It, it really... The visuals of the whole movie are great. You're right, Brennan. Well, and yeah. fucking... Um, Star Wars, this is the most Star Wars, in air quotes, where there's war and yeah, in the stars, as it yeah. were. Yes, it and is. The, the, and, the, and the beauty of it is, like, I mean, the there's background into the intricate details, like, for the Nerd Rager, 
As in, you get to see things that you've never seen before in intricate detail. And, like, that's yeah, what... you get the feeling of the That's Empire's... what the hardcore nerd rager could pretty, pretty much appreciate about this film. To an extent, yes. and Because you I, get a feel for the iron grip of the fucking... The Empire. And I do want to focus on the positive is what you're talking about right now. It is a beautiful-looking film. Gareth Edwards is a visual filmmaker. Oh, very much. For sure. He did Godzilla, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, The dude. Brian and, Cranston and yeah, Godzilla and God, and Yeah, the new Godzilla movie. Yes. Which was very visually striking, but there were some flaws. There were. Um, but I want to focus with on... With Godzilla, we're not talking with about. With Godzilla. And I want to focus on what Brandon's talking about, the visuals and the... And the the positives right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. It's very strong positives for it. Oh. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. You're If you go see this movie, you're going to be entertained. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very entertaining. Um, I really enjoyed it myself. But I had a couple nitpicks with it. I guess you could call them nitpicks. I don't know. Um, I will say I have some serious problems that I wouldn't call nitpicks, but again, I'm going to focus on. <laughs> yeah, the and and, 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 I'm, and I'm not giving a pass on the hardcore Star Wars fans. I mean, there is some I wouldn't call it nitpicks for the casual fan that come up as well. Yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I guess you could, as a casual fan, even have a couple problems as well. Yeah, this is not. This is not. You're not searching through it. To nitpick it, yeah. no. there is some serious no, no, problems. No. Yes, but there let's, but let's be real. Focusing on the positive you brought up. Let's I'm saying real. nitpicks because it doesn't. Uh, uh, I just want to clarify. Sure. I'm not saying nitpicks as in like I was looking for something wrong. No, no, no. I'm just saying that that there were some flaws with the film, but they didn't affect the overall. I think we all went into this movie wanting to like it. Yes. Exactly. We're and not looking to talk it. shit. Yeah, yeah. And I came out. And I came out liking it. I had some criticisms in the car on the drive home, yeah. and over time, some of them have taken root a little bit. But Brandon, yes, the po- the the oh. visuals are ridiculous. The fucking, um, like you said, seeing the different uh, ships, seeing the Star Wars as I like, it were, going seeing down. stormtroopers, seeing stormtroopers. I, 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 I feel like we have around. to have a precursor right now for air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. we're just throwing these out there like crazy. Um, <laughs> the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I the the sarcastic tone has to carry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not even that sarcastic. It's just letting you know what exactly we're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. Clear. Having the different ships, the different fucking. The different, uh, you had, you had the death, okay, you had the death troopers, you had the storm troopers, you had the weird tan troopers. They were the, uh, I can't remember the name of the fucking yeah. planet that they were on, the one that had the plans. Yeah. I can't Karis? Remember, I can't remember that either. Karis? Yeah. The Karis? one with the shield over it. Yeah. Basically. They were specific to that planet. All like of, the all of that were. and what you learned about the rebellion itself before... Wedge Antilles and fucking Luke and, Luke and, and all Biggs that and everybody it's yeah. all very great and I and I get that and I get why a casual fan would be like wow this is great and why a hardcore fan would appreciate those aspects. oh yeah because there's a lot of hardcore fans that are very passionate mm-hmm. about this movie mm-hmm. um, a lot of guys that are some of the backlash that's come some of the criticisms that have been levied against it are getting a lot of flack this one has a lot. Much more than The Force Awakens. The Force Awakens... It's very polarizing. The Force Awakens kind of went like this. Everybody loved it. 
and then there was a split. People who wanted to continue loving it, and then people who wanted to talk shit about it. Yeah, but that was ridiculous. And I don't want to say who's right or wrong about that, whether you like it or not. I think the controversy over it is ridiculous. Who cares? It was a well-made movie. Yeah, exactly. I feel like the split on this movie... Is much more, more much more fifty fifty. Yes. Yeah. As in the Force Awakens, it was, I mean, eighty twenty. I can't even say that. It was probably ninety ten. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much ninety ten. And 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 I would I would agree with you that it's eighty twenty. But it started as a ninety ten and it went to eighty twenty. Yeah. Just because yeah. the other ten percent heard the criticisms of the other and they, 10%. And they yeah, somebody, yeah, and exactly. Somebody was, told them what their opinions convincing. were. Yeah. And there are flaws, somebody in, that, told there them are what flaws in that movie to latch on to oh, and for talk sure. shit about for, for sure. sure. But it was still a very well-made movie. And this, not to say that Rogue One's not a well-made movie. Yeah. But, I guess, let's get into it. It is a story... That everybody knows the outcome. It, well, it, 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 it does kind of suffer from that Titanic. Prequel. Titanic. Where it's just like surprise ending, the boat sinks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like 50% of the movies that you're seeing nowadays, whether they're fictional or based on a true story, you uh, know the you outcome. You know the outcome. Yes. Yes. It's all about the suspense that leads you up to that. Yes, it's all about, it's all about yeah. how the story plays out. If you know they get the plans, the story leading up to that can still be interesting. Well, because that's the, that's the story is we know they get the fucking plans. Yeah. It's how who do they get people? the fucking plans? How do they and get who were those people? Who were these yeah, people? Exactly. Yeah. Etc. Et and that's and I'm gonna I'm gonna be the first one to be a negative Nancy <laughs> is where I think this whole movie falls apart. I agree. Um, I I was expecting. A saving Private Ryan kind of story, where I remember Giovanni Ribisi getting ripped up by that fucking machine gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saving Private Ryan spoilers, most of them die. Um, a big tank battle at the end, you know, just like you you get attached to certain characters and you watch them perish and you feel affected by that. Yes. In the movie, I think the only one, and like we said, spoilers, 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 spoilers. No, spoilers. Don't even bother. We we did it at the beginning. I yeah. think it's pretty clear. Um. The only one that I, whose death I felt affected by was K2SO. K2SO. He had the biggest arc in the whole movie. He was he the was, only yeah. one who sacrificed himself for the cause. Yes, they all sacrificed himself for the cause, but it was in a very linear fashion. Yeah, it wasn't it, it was, wasn't it, it was, wasn't one man against the storm where like K2SO, he was holding that door down. It was, it was all, and fucking trying to do all the shit that he needed to do as a droid. Can I say that the fact that everybody knew the outcome of this movie saved the in movie theater experience of people applauding. Oh, yes. oh yes. my god! I did not miss that for a second. <laughs> like when everybody knew it was going to happen, there was no like "oh, let's applaud" type of moment. I loved that. That was an inter- that was that's an interesting point, and I will say that we saw it on a, it came out on a Friday. We saw it on a Saturday. So most people saw it Thursday night, Friday. Yeah. yeah. We saw it a day after. So what, Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, and yeah but I don't think we oh. were in an audience filled with repeat viewers. No, no, no. But I'm saying a lot of that... I don't think this movie's getting a lot of repeat viewers. Uh, no. A lot of that is is not present. Like when we saw The Force Awakens, yes, you're right. I don't fucking miss that one bit. But I don't think a lot of those viewers are there on a Saturday. 
No, especially um, during. But but you're not wrong. Um, this movie had those moments, and some of them, and almost because of the lack of applause from the the fanboys of the audience, felt fell flat. Remember when C three PO and R two D two in their movie? For I was no gonna. Reason? I was just gonna say that, dude. And yeah, dude. They just there was a way to do that that they didn't do, and I'll yeah. go into that maybe later on. Do you but. do you do you think that maybe the that you saw them in the Force Awakens? Maybe you thought like, oh, maybe that it kind of dulled it <laughs> dude, for the audience at that point. It could be. I I don't know, man. Uh, it's just that they it felt like yes, it was fan service. Obviously, three PO is very obviously fan service. Oh, yeah. look at my different arm. Who gives a shit, dude. Yeah. Um, R2-D2's... R2-D2 well, R2 in The Force Awakens was very dependent upon the plot. Yeah. And I felt like he had a natural progression into that. And then in this one, they just drop him like a bomb. For no reason. I'll, I'll say this about The Force Awakens. Um, it had the most potential to be a huge fan service mess. And what did they do? R2-D2 was asleep... Luke, dude, it's, Luke it was Skywalker almost, is not in the whole movie. I was gonna say, dude, uh, R two story is kind of sad. Yeah, that Luke left and he went quiet. He just shut down. Yeah, that's kind of sad, dude. And anyway, it, yeah, I think Brandon was just talking about why the fans didn't react. And I will say this: it's because of the day we saw it. You think it's you're, you're, I, you're, you really don't think it was just because of the suddenness no, and out of place no, no, of the whole. I, I think if we would have saw it opening night, it would have been more obnoxious than the Force Awakens. I don't know, man. I think that the fact that you saw them in the Force Awakens kind of dulled that a little bit, and the fact that the movie, like, the, I mean, there was a certain breaking point in that movie where something had to happen. There was all this buildup, and then all of a sudden, those characters got dropped in, and the the audience was so eager to figure out what was going to happen even though they knew what was going to happen you're right they did they did shove them right in between Um, it was almost like hey it's like this is going on this is going on and we're building towards this and then oh hey yeah that's what i'm trying (laughs) to say it was it was the 22 jump street moment where yes and we're here as well as well Yeah, yeah it was just out of nowhere Oh, there's it 3PO was like, and R2. It was like, oh, man. They're, and that's oh, what okay, I'm, they're going. Well, here's the thing. I guess this is where I'm different. I, I was kind of like, oh, they're going on the mission now. Yeah, I fucking mm. knew they were going on the mission. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, and R2 and C-3PO are there too. Yeah, I don't fucking care. Uh, and that's, you, that's what would, I'm saying. Would you have cared if they were not in it? Well, see, no, that's the thing. You know why they were in it? Because they've been in every single Star Wars movie. Because they had to be. They've been in every Star Wars And it's just, there was a way to do that, and this is what I was going to save for later, but maybe if you had R2 be more of an important plot element, like maybe he had the plans, and you, but you would have to introduce Wedge Antilles at that time as well, because 3PO says we belong to Captain Antilles at one point. The fact that no Wedge was in this movie was really weird. It really bothered me, dude. Um, Wedge is not getting any love, and Wedge so, survived all except three Except for films. no, he was in, um, what is it, Cataclysm? Was he in the book? Uh, whatever book came out before Force Awakens, he was the driving force in that book. See, the one that had a, a prose, a prose... Oh, the, uh, the, the first pros. Prost. The pros that was like yeah. really shitty that first everybody First person pros that nobody liked. First person yeah. pros that nobody liked. 
He was the driving force in that book. Okay. And he's gone away since then. Yeah, and that bothers me, dude, because Wedge was always my favorite minor character because he survived all three yeah. films. He wasn't a punk He was like the Biggs. one ex... Yeah, right? He, <laughs> he wasn't no Porkins. He was no Porkins. Dude, and that's the thing. For this movie having so much fan service, no Porkins. No Porkins? Really? Porkins don't get no... Why isn't Porkins a part of the Y-Wing squadron? He was a Y-Wing pilot. <laughs> Um, but no, I agree, dude. It just seems like they just throw him in there, and it comes out of left field, and you just go, oh, oh, okay. And you don't even have time to enjoy it. No. And I oh, think that's no. what you're trying to say. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they just drop him in there real quick, and then we move on real fast. So there's no real time to react oh, to Oh, no, de- definitely. Like, for the, for the casual fan, I mean, like, these are things that you want to see. Yeah. And, like... I'm sure we're going to get into Darth Vader after this. I hope so. I would love to talk about uh, that. But the fact that those two came in and you got to see them for a split second, it kind of makes you feel more comfortable with It's kind of cool. But you've already invested yourself in this story. Into these other characters. That has gone on for probably an hour and a half at this point. Yeah, this was halfway through the movie. So I I think it kind of dulls your reaction to that. Mm -hmm. No, I agree with you. You didn't see them at the beginning. No. Nope. You didn't see they, them they, throughout it, the film. As much as they were fan service on Force Awakens, at least they mattered well, in the story. It was they people were complained. literally a scene of fan service in this movie. Well, and it's, that was it's it. funny because people complain about the Harrison Ford Han Solo's introduction into uh, into Force Awakens and how fan service he enforced that felt. This felt way worse to me because it was just it was nonsensical. There was no explanation. There they was no lead there. up to they it. They were just there. They were just like, oh, we're here. Like I said, we're here as well. You know. And it do was, people and do people not like fun with Force Awakens? Do people not like fun? Like, yo, bro, we're making a new Star Wars movie, and here he's like, I'm here. Well, I'm home. What's up? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Well, you had some complaints he's as here. well. Oh no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I was going to say, I hate the fucking fan service in each of these movies. Yeah. But in The Force Awakens, each of them led into a person mattering in the plot. In fucking this movie, as far as R2-D2 and C-3PO are concerned, they literally were just like, oh, and then have a scene of them waving... And then they're not on the screen anymore. Yeah, what's going on? Oh, I suppose we're doing something again. That was pretty much all they did. Was, to me, to me as a casual viewer, it made me feel like, oh, it fell if short. you didn't like this movie up to this point, I hope you like it now. We're like making you feel better. Mm. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually, you know, that's what? funny. Where they're pulling your heartstrings. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just yeah. like, I don't know how you feel at this point, but we're gonna make you feel good. Yeah, that's actually pretty funny because I think they were worried at that point. Yeah, that that could bo- do you think that it was boring. Well, I was gonna say, do you think that was part of the reshoots? Because they did what forty I mean, percent reshoots. I mean, like, we'll get into that. Are we not getting into that? No, no, no. We will get into that. No. That's bullshit. We'll we'll get into this later, but, like, that's bullshit. Was it boring? Like, I mean, I don't think it was. No, no, no. No, it was anything but boring. It wasn't boring. I'm just saying. Okay, well, let me, let me, let me get a second here. Also, Um, the reshoots, no. They reshot the end of the movie because they initially shot it with all them surviving. Mm-hmm. And then they also added character elements to the beginning, and that's why Cassian Andor 
kills a guy. I'm surprised. And then, and then fucking acts completely differently the whole entire rest of the movie. <laughs> okay, well, that opens another door for me. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, what the fuck was I going to say? You talked about it not being boring. Um, it's not boring. It's not boring, but I will say the final fight. Yes. The final fight takes so long. Yeah, the that third at one point I was just kind of like, "Are we gonna wrap this up?" I did. No, get I'm sorry little... that I can't name names here, but like, what's the... no, 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 what's no, no? We were. That... That's that's what I was gonna tell. That's what I was. Just that was the only name I remember besides Jin Urso. Jin Urso was the only one I remembered, yeah. and I was surprised you remembered Cassie. I'm sorry and... that I can't name names here, but like, there was a certain character, right, that that people were complaining about wasn't in the scene on the rebel side. Uh... We were talking about um, uh, uh, Wedge Antilles. Yes. Uh, so is the complaint about that like a good complaint? That's a very no. good complaint. Yeah, well, it is a good complaint because Wedge... A very good complaint. Wedge, Wedge is very If important. it was Biggs, it's like... No, Biggs. Biggs wouldn't have been Biggs there. Biggs was still on the planet with with Luke. Biggs was at still the on time. Tatooine. Wedge had but, been. At, Wedge but was. Wedge, Wedge was almost became an admiral after that. Wedge was old school rebellion. It was very time. prominent in the other films. Yes, Wedge and is they went out of their way to add old footage of pilots, and I and, and uh, gold leader, blue leader, yeah, and everybody I, and shows I credit, up, and I credit them for that. But uh, yeah, all of a sudden, I didn't Wedge see wasn't that. There. That didn't feel like fan service. No, 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 it dude. wasn't. It wasn't. Well, the thing that was funny was uh, how bad they played up that Red Five sucked before Luke. Yeah, um, or yeah. Red, Red Five, five, Red was, five was just a bitch, and then yeah. Luke was Red Five. No, yeah. but uh, but you get gold leader. You get blue leader, you get green leader, but you no, don't shit that get wedge. shit that needed to exist is not fan service. Sure, it is. Yeah, but but it's also but things it's a, that but were it's a there. good excuse. It was there. It was there to they have an excuse with. for yeah. why it's there. If it was, if it had no reason to be there, like fucking R two. No, yeah. Scenes reveal. It's just like it's fan service. The complaint about wedge not being there is so valid because wedge is so important. Wedge is a great character. And what's the t- what's and the, the thing that cracks me up? Is that they're going to cast Han, recast Han Solo? Han Solo, but they're not going to recast Wedge Antilles, dude. I mean, Wedge Antilles, like or Grand Moff Tarkin. I love, right? Yeah. Um, Wedge Antilles is you can argue a totally minor character, mm-hmm. and I doubt anybody actually remembers he's a his nobody, name. He's a nobody to anybody who is an extended Ooh. universe nerd. But he was a B-rate character that lasted all three films. He is more important than the other B-rate characters, and therefore he should have had an appearance in this film, if only a few minutes. He should have been there. Not even a few minutes, just. Whatever I don't know what his call sign was in a new hope. He was Rogue One, Rogue Leader. He was Rogue Leader. Rogue he was leader. Red Leader. Red Leader. He should have just been Red Leader and called it a day. Because they weren't Rogue Squadron until Empire Strikes yes. Back. So, as far as I know, I and think this, uh, is, and I this think, is nitpicks. Yeah, this oh, is yeah. nitpicks. These are nitpicks. I think as a casual fan, like. Um, Let's move on to the Darth Vader. All right, let's just get into it. <laughs> Dude, I mean, uh, that's something that needs to be talked okay, about. Okay, I got to say, for me, with Vader, I loved him. Yeah, I loved course. that he was there. I've, heard, prom- I've heard criticisms that he doesn't walk the same. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Here's God. the thing. 
He, he sounds weird, well, but it's because old. James Earl Jones is old as fuck. James Earl Jones is like 70 now, Yeah, dude. he is old as shit. I've heard people talking about his costume looking busted, his but his costume looked busted. Busted, busted on purpose. Because it looked busted because in a new home. in the first movie, his costume looked like shit. It looked terrible. Then in Jedi, it looked better. So they were like... Do we make it yeah, look it like Jedi, through, yeah. or do we make it look like the first one? No, you and they tried to make it look one. like the first one, and then in high def cameras, it looks fucking gay as hell. It looks goofy, dude. <laughs> it's so goofy, but, but like I appreciate what? that. Wow, what well, I mean, what a revelation now that like we can actually see that high definition can actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, okay, he and and here's the thing: he he lives in a lava castle. On fucking Mustafar. I thought that was great. And apparently, and I would hope that you would know this, Josh, that is an old school comic reference. It is an old school comic Well, there you go. So he has a fucking castle on Mustafar. I didn't actually, I'll be honest there, dude, full disclosure, I didn't know that until I looked it up. Because I was actually puzzling over this, and I think I talked to you about it a couple times, where I was just like, he's a lord. He's Lord Vader. Mm -hmm. Would he not then have, by you know thinking like Game of Thrones style, wouldn't he then have a kingdom? Yes. (laughs) Or some land to to be the, the, the ruler over. And I loved that about his character in the film. I'm going to get into my whole thoughts right now. Where it's like, I loved that he had that lone dark tower. Hmm? And he was this fucking demon knight of this, you know, of this, of this land. I thought that was fucking great. It went back to the original Vader where he was just this scary black knight, dude. It was so great. So this Vader never made you think Anakin? No. Okay, good. Absolutely not. And it's just, and I'll, I'll get into that too. Um. I loved his whole introduction. I loved that he was in the film. The one problem I have with it was it was just like he said, you can't just jump into the series with this movie because they just drop Vader in there like you know who Vader is. And I said said this leaving the movie. Even, Even the casual Star Wars fan. Okay, like... No, no. As a casual Star Wars fan, like... The question was, is Vader going to be in this film? Yeah. So no. as somebody who has experience with Star Wars films, did you think Vader was going to be in it? Was yes. it a foregone no, conclusion? We're talking, we're talking um, as film Yeah, critics. we're talking as, as film yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, but just, like, you introduced, but like, but you like, introduced a character nobody knows. Exactly. Like, like, say, say as, you're, say as you're, Star Wars movie line. Like I mean, like if oh you yeah, had a no. little bit of introspective if we had into some... this story, c- could you expect this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, yeah. If you're an experienced him. fan, and this is the problem, if you're an experienced fan, yes, you expect him to be there, and you expect him to have a role. But if you're like, let's say, your fucking little nine year old Jimmy going to your first Star Wars fan film with your dad or your parents or whatever. You don't know who the fuck this guy is. There's uh, no build up to who this I, guy. I disagree is. because We're, you do. And because you do, because even even you, if you haven't seen any but one of the other films, where like you expect yeah, but see, you're still be, basing that off of knowledge of seeing the other films. What if you've never seen any others? We're Wars not films? saying that he shouldn't be there. What we're saying is 
you have a scene of Darth Vader. And Tarkin then, had a background yes. before you saw Tarkin in the movie. And then you go... Vader just gets, I have to go see Lord Vader. And then he goes sees, goes and sees Lord Vader immediately. Who the hell is this guy? Who the fuck is this guy? Why is he all robo- yeah. robo-y? So it's like, you don't want you don't them to go on... Vader you don't want a long thing of them re-explaining who Darth Vader is. But there should have been something. It was it was prequel, and I and I complained to this on the way home from the theater. To yeah, Josh. we talked about it. Yeah, I said this fucking suffers from prequel bullshit. I said you don't know who these characters are unless you've seen the other movies, and that's fine because you don't expect non fans to see these movies. But but there is a also, small handful. You also have to expect these movies to be good, and this doesn't detract from the quality of the movie. It's just unfortunate they did it. The big problem is the scene at the end because it's tone deaf. It is. Yeah, Josh. You know what? I'll I'll agree. I mean, Josh. Josh. Every main character dies. And then we watch Darth Vader rip people to pieces. And then the story fucking ends. I don't want to say that, but no, I came to that realization. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... You're right. You're 100% I, right. I don't think that... I mean, you're speaking to a, an audience that's not even as educated as me on the Star Wars story. I don't think that that person... Is going to see Rogue One as their first Star Wars experience, and who knows? But I see, I see some dad that loves it, or some mom that loves it, dragging their fucking brat kid into the. Uh, theater. They're not going to like it anyway. <laughs> no, they're not. They they wouldn't. But I mean, this is not the movie to drag them to. No. And, and if you're the dad dragging your kid to this movie as their star, first Star Wars experience, fuck you. Shame on you. Anyway. Fuck you. Yeah, for real. Um, you should have been showing them the original trilogy. Bef- leading up to this, at least. Yeah. If they don't want to pay attention to it, wait another couple of years. Yeah, no, no I, I get you, dude. But it's just that there's a brand new fan out there that has seen this. Like, I've heard of fuss about this Star Wars. I'm going to check out this here Rogue One. And and, yeah. and no, uh, we're, my dad, we're not, my dad, for we're, instance, dude, the first Star Wars movie, I mean, like, I think he saw the original. He saw, he saw Star Wars. Yeah, I knew how. And yes. then I think the very next movie he watched was Force Awakens. Was the Force Awakens? So like, there is that fan out there, but I mean, this story I don't feel had to cater to. And no, we're not arguing that. There should no, no. It's just I use that we're as saying is as a filmmaking. There should have been an established. There should have been rumors of Vader and more talk of Vader. Whispers of Vader, and then he has to go see Vader. I, I agree with that. Like maybe Vader summoned. Okay. Like like I'm not just I'm it was because it was in the movie. I'm gonna go see Vader. Yes. It should have been Lord Vader has summoned me. Yeah, um, uh, you're not wrong, dude. Uh, we're not trying to argue that they need to cater to new audiences. All I'm saying is it shouldn't. You shouldn't, story. you shouldn't have to be like, wow, this this big jump in the story that doesn't make sense is okay just because there's seven other movies that make it make sense. Yep, but that's what I'm trying to say. All I'm saying is like, dude, look at it this way. Fucking, the movie was like, Krennic is the bad guy. Then it's like, wait, there's Darth Vader? Who's Darth Vader? 
Yeah. Who oh, who? never mind. Oh, no, no, no. Krennic's the bad guy again. Oh, well, he died. Yeah, but Wait, like, now Vader's fucking killing everybody? Yeah, yeah no, dude, like, I agree with like, you on that. how far into the origin story do you want to go? Here's the thing. If they had been straight up where this was a supplement to A New Hope, fine. But this was Rogue One, a Star Wars story, a standalone film by Disney. It was not a standalone film. It was not if at you all. Hadn't seen, it's so reliant. If on you a hadn't new seen hope. Star Wars, this movie makes no fucking sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue to why I think this movie is good and <laughs> okay. why you guys have critical arguments against it. <laughs> I enjoy. I enjoy it. It has entertainment value. Do I think it does a lot for Star Wars as a fucking as a Franchise. Franchise? No. Absolutely and not. You know what? You know what it did for me? It made me have faith that these new Star Wars films weren't reliant on J.J. Abrams to produce a good film. Okay. okay. It's a supplement. It is a very big supplement. Decent argument. To... It's a, <laughs> it shows that fucking modern filmmaking can make a kick-ass looking Star Wars movie and that can survive past JJ storytelling which is very fucking one-dimensional very he's a very one-dimensional type of guy I have my hand up I see fucking fifth grade here the audience doesn't see it but Josh has had a stand up for like five minutes (laughs) go go ahead go ahead I have my hand up like I'm in fourth grade ooh 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 no, um, that's where the problem is. J.J., yes, he is a very one-dimensional filmmaker. Uh, and we're going into Ryan Johnson now, and I have a lot of faith in him. Oh, yes. Um, this movie, Ex- for me, did not deliver what you're talking about. And that's because I didn't fucking care about anybody in that movie. No. I didn't. I, but they, you, they, 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 but they, you know that it involves people you do care about. Yeah, but like I, I wanted to get behind Jenner, so and Cassian Andor had a great story at the start. I was super into it when he fucking shot that guy. I was like, holy shit, there's dickheads in the rebellion. What a piece of shit. Oh, I know. And then cool he does fuck. nothing. Then he's just, he's not even cool as fuck after that. He does nothing. Like so, K2SO. Had all the charisma, all the character arc. You didn't need Cassian. Yeah. You uh, didn't need Cassian at all. You barely needed Jin. My answer to that, guys, is if this movie was genuinely bad, would you be looking forward to the next film, who was also not directed by J.J. Abrams? Okay. It's produced by J.J. Abrams, based on a story by J.J. Abrams, and fucking uh, directed and written by Ryan Johnson. Whom I am a fan of. Who I am a very big fan of. Gareth Edwards? Me and him have been skeptical from the start because we don't like Gareth Edwards. No, I, I did not like He's a very Godzilla. visual... He he's a cinematographer who fucking doubles he's, doubles as a director. He's he's Zack Snyder with a bit more experience in story. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he he's a cinemat- he's a cinematographer who wants to be a director, which is and great that's fine because dude. he makes great. 
And looking movies. Exactly. He makes great looking movies and he does have a bit of story. And I will say that. There was story to this movie. It's just that the characters fell flat. It's linear. It's linear. It's linear and characters are just there to move the plot along. And that bothers When you're making a movie where the audience knows the outcome, having a linear character progression is the worst thing you could do. Because it's like, well, we know they get the plans... But sure, these people are sure going to be interesting, right? Oh, wait, no, they're not. Yeah, that was the problem for me with the movie. It was just Jenner. So it starts off, there's this great story about her dad and her, and then she's got to run away and everything. Great story. Where's the payoff for that? All we see is her in a cell and then them taking her out of a prison. And then she's gone. And then she's all on board. But, like, you do realize that, like, there's going to be other Star Wars films along this series. No, this no, ends, yeah, yeah. this ends at A New Hope. There's nothing that adds to this movie. No, that's it. No, that's I know. It. The, I'm, there's nothing that adds to this movie. But there's going to be other new Star Wars films that follows this kind of trend. That there's going to be like that are offshoots. No, no, you're, no, you're no, saying no, that are, that no, are offshoots. No, no, no. Yeah. Yes, yes, but not in the foreseeable future. Yeah. This is everything else is new. Like it's it's going on. No, I, it's I understand. The I, know, Force I, know what, I know what he's no, saying. No, I, I know I know what you're saying. Like I understand. Like everything else is going to be new, but there is going to be stories like this that follow on along the same lines, <laughs> even though it's not baked into the old story. But, there's going to be other stories like this that are going to come out. But, see, but they the, can't. The, but they there's no way they can be as reliant on the original story is this. Like, people... The Han Solo standalone movie is not gonna fucking... is not gonna end with fucking... with Luke Skywalker trying to fucking... Walking into the... Walking into the cantina trying to get a ride. So you're saying, like, without the constraints of having to fit in with the story, that you're... It wasn't even a constraint. It was a fucking calculated idea where they were like, hey, do we make an interesting... Um, Rebel Alliance movie? Yeah, sure. Let's start it. And then halfway through, they reshot it to make it be like, oh, but also Darth Vader's there, and it all wraps up. What, what's what's funny is I liked the way that it ended with the fucking the 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 I have, Leia shit fucking charging off at light no, speed. I, I thought that no was great. Bombs. It's the build up to that 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 shot of her taking off into light speed. Um, Vader's showing up and I loved I loved that he wasn't over the top and this was my talking about never thinking of Anakin it wasn't over the top there was no screaming he didn't like pull everybody's bones out of their body or anything like that he didn't feel like Anakin and I felt like the fear of Vader was great but I didn't feel like it was earned and like you said it was tone deaf there should have been one of the main characters in that pod with them trying to fight back Darth Vader. Yeah. That would have been great. One of them dying to Vader. It would have justified Vader's existence there and given some really cool depth to one of the characters. We will dive more into this in part two. This is part one of Rogue One and the 2016 wrap-up. There are more movies to come. We have uh, we have Assassin's Creed. We got Assassin's Spoiler Creed. Spoiler alert. Up. What a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and, and listen to it. I, I'm, I'm the I'm the guest as the casual Star Wars fan, but these guys watch all their movies and do their deal, due diligence. Yeah, we thank we thank Brandon for showing up. Um, he yeah. he said his piece in, in closing arguments, man. Let's just yeah, go closing arguments. Just give us a just give us a um, a. Um, a uh, brief summary. A synopsis, a summary, an overview. Give us your review of Rogue One, a Star Wars story by Disney. <laughs> great movie, great storyline. I know that, that certain Star Wars fans are going to have a problem with that, how the story transpired. Even though they know how it ends, I just think that if you are a casual Star Wars fan and you have a general understanding of the way the story goes, you will enjoy this movie... Provided you don't pick it apart. When, it, you, when you start picking it apart, that's when you think it's not good. It is good. That is my opinion. It is an enjoyable movie, I will say that. Um, Dude, it, I would never take back my time in the theater for this. No, 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 no. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, no, no. like, I, I mean, I know I've sat here for, what, almost an hour now. Yeah. Like, going back and forth, and I've done my fair share of picking it apart. No. But... You know I'm, not a, I'm not a huge I, fan, but I it is an enjoyable movie. I really enjoyed this movie, and I can't say the same for any other movie that I saw last year. Let's let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Um, ending. Cool? Ending. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I heard from four casual Star Wars fans today, bro, and they were all... Very upset by the ending. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't mind the ending. I thought, as a hardcore fan, you know, I thought I, it was alright. I don't right. think that anybody was particularly happy with the ending, but I mean, you have to also go into this knowing that. I mean, like we're throwing out spoilers. No, like, we we I mean, we've, we've been throwing. We clarified at yeah. the beginning, dude. Don't I worry mean, about like, it. Come on, man. You know how it's going to end. Like, how good could it possibly that's, See, go? that's what I'm enjoy, talking about. Enjoy dude. the ride. And the ride was good. That was my opinion. Okay. All right. I get you, dude. Well, that's Brandon's idea on, on Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We, Me and Josh will be back talking more. We'll, we'll have a slight... We'll have a little bit more discussion about Rogue One. Yeah, we'll talk a little we're bit probably more about gonna, We're probably going to cut it short, and then we will talk about, <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> Assassin's Creed, huge piece of shit. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Oh, yeah, I, you saw that. I've talked about Harry Potter a bit on the podcast We need to talk before. about Fences. And then we have Fences, and whatever else... Is a 2016 movie. I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll catch up with just with what's been going on with what, me. Whatever is a wrap up. But we want to thank Brandon for joining us. Thank you, Brandon. Thanks a lot, Brandon. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, if you guys want to do a comedy thing, I'm more than willing to talk about Sausage Party. Very. <laughs> we still need to see Sausage Party. It's a very split you know decision. What? That's why I'm interested in talking about it because like it's a very very split decision. I haven't heard a lot of reviews on it, but I mean. It, it's either, that's it's, actually a good point. It's either know. it's either one way or the other, man. I have heard no neutral ground on this thing. But Brandon you know will definitely be back have, on the podcast. Brandon's going to make another appearance. If you like what he has, leave us a comment, leave us a like. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Later.